Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. Richard here, your favorite announcer, hearkening you to season six of the podcast. Fred, your principal reminder, asked me to remind you of a most pressing result of prayer. So to converse with God, Him who we daily design to glorify and serve, and whom we expect daily in some measure to enjoy, and fully and finally, ere it is long, is certainly throughout a way of pleasantness and peace. John Howe, a treatise of delighting in God, and tongue and pen and wit cannot express my joy. Samuel Rutherford the joy, peace, and comfort, in short, the abundant life which sustains the soul of the children of God is developed through daily conversation with Holy God. Let's join with Fred now as he reminds us to pray, pray, and pray. Welcome to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer Podcast. My name is Fred, and we are back in the paddock. We are, if you remember the last time, exiled here in the paddock while we are waiting for our union with our Savior, Jesus Christ, either that he comes and gets us and takes us home, or that he comes back to roll the earth. Thank you, Jesus, that we are here in that exiled spot. It, it is actually a glorious place to be. And many thanks, Richard. Thanks again for your announcing. He is your favorite announcer. He's my favorite announcer. He's also my technical sensei. And always remember, anything that's less than professional isn't at all his doing. It's mine. But he helps a ton. And we would be way less of a, an endeavor, a ministry, if it weren't for my friend Richard. As you know, as this season dawns, as we begin season six, and the thought of gaining new and different listeners all the time, we're doing a little bit of a, review, a review, a little bit of um, not only review, but with a little different perspective on this. And then when you think about that and his professional professionalism, if you ever need any kind of voiceover or recorder, do you have something you want him to record for you, a book or something? He is awesome at those things. He is very workable on his price. He'll tell you the ways that you can get a hold of him, but he would be a great person, a great person for you to work with. And at the end, again, he'll tell you, he'll tell you not only the ways you can contact us, but the ways you can contact him. So if you have any of those kind of thoughts or needs, touch base, touch base with Richard and see if he might be able to help. And I wanted to do that again at the start of this season and, and do that a little bit more for Richard because he works hard. And for what I am able to um, share back with him, he's worth way more than that. But as we begin today, let's say a quick prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for today. We thank you that you have ransomed us from the wrath of God and that you have moved and told us how we should live that worthy life that we are supposed to live. Thank you that every person, every man, in every place, we are supposed to be lifting up holy hands in prayer without wrath and dissension, and praying, holy art thou, and we would ask that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Help us to learn how to pray. We thank you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, 
for thy great mercies. Amen. We are looking right now, and this is installment two of episode two, why this particular podcast. And a couple of things have occurred to me. One of them is, one of them is have you ever been reading through the Bible or listening to a sermon and thought to yourself, man, what a great life that David or Barnabas, the apostle John had, or, or, even, or even the other son of thunder, James. And his life was very short, but what a great life. And he lived it by faith and he lived it in power as well. And have you ever thought about that and then said, I wish I could experience God in that same way? Prayerfully, you have. Because the stories in the Bible, the truth in the Bibles, those truths are moving and they are there for us. Paul says what was written in earlier times was written for our instruction. And that life is not beyond us. And we mentioned the last time, the young woman that I saw, probably the same as the majority of the population all over the earth that I saw at the bank, who was in total fear because she saw me walking without a mask. And it was a very, very sad. It was a scary time, but it's sad when humans, people are, who are made in the image of God and supposed to be trusting in him, are so afraid, almost paralyzed. And when we, as children of God, think about the abundant life, Jesus said he wanted to give us that. He promised that. One of the things that isn't included in that abundant life is fear. Whatever our vision of abundant life is, the ex- the expectation of fear is not there. Victory is sort of the expectation that we have. Victory in the things we do, joy and peace and fulfillment in the inner man, those are all part of the abundant life. And the question comes, how do we achieve that? And a big part of that abundant life is taking God's word seriously and then committing to following and that commitment whenever you're taking seriously. And that's important because he honors that. He honors that desire. And kind of floating through life is, isn't what we're called to do. None of us. You'll remember Ezra 7.10 is my, life, my life's verse. Ezra had said in his heart to study the law of the Lord and to practice it and to teach his statutes and ordinances in Israel. That's one of the only reasons I'm still here. I've had too much disobedience in my life in most every other area. But learning that, taking on that verse as my life's verse, my calling, I do, I do believe, taking that on has held everything together through all the troubles and sorrows and fear. And even in the disobedience, I have to be like Paul and say, I don't judge myself. I just have to keep doing what I'm doing. I have to keep moving on. I'm compelled to move on and do what we are doing here in the area of teaching God's Word has brought fruit from time to time. It's brought great joy to my soul. And along with the area of prayer, I do believe I can say I have followed that path. Study, practice, and do the law. Again, never perfectly, but it has brought about some fruit and some great joys in my life. And by God's grace, he will let me finish my course without stumbling again. And every time I have stumbled, he has picked me up by the hand, as it says in the Psalms. And from the very struggle before my first year of being saved, and then learning that prayer is a command or being chewed out, being rebuked by the fact that prayer is a command, God has moved in his grace and mercy to help me develop my prayer life, also known as 
my relationship with him. But that only happened as he blessed those points of desire to obey. And we all have them in different areas because we are called to different things. But that's key, is setting out your goal, obeying what the will of God is, and then praying and working at its attainment. And I really do feel like my life is the abundant life, not personal perfection, but the abundance of joy and peace and fruit and contentment in the presence of God is part of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for that. And all I can say is, by the grace of God, I am who I am. And we mentioned fear the last time. But when we thought about fear, like that young woman who was so afraid, what you can envision, whatever you think the abundant life is, or wherever you're at right now in your Christian life, or whatever the abundant life is, envision that, the sum of the Christian life. And everything fits into that same category of this in fear. We are not going to attain that abundant life without knowing God's word and praying. And it's that same type of compassion I had for that young mother that I have for Christians who struggle in their prayer lives, who struggle in their lives, their relationships with Christ, because they don't have that prayer life. And that compassion is what leads to the, to the desire to help a little bit in prayer, anyone that God allows. And perhaps God will use this little penny of mine in the future. And I'm not joking about that. I have little to give. But what I have to give, he might use in the future when I'm gone. And there's a little spoiler alert in there as well. One of the most memorable things I ever read in Job was the quote that says, man is born for trouble as the sparks fly upward. And Job didn't say that. One of his friends did. But it is true. And the abundant life is not seeing those sparks fly upward, never seeing that, but trusting in God when we see those fiery, swirling, chaotic, it seems, sparks. And that's what a prayer life, a steadfast prayer life will get you. It will grow your trust in God, who he is and how he's going to answer. And today to illustrate that, we want to look at Daniel and his three friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We know those names better that way, I think. But they find themselves in chapter 2 of the book of Daniel in a position of great fear. And I don't know where they learned to trust God the way they did. It had to be younger. They were, they were young, disciplined men, men of some skills because they were chosen for that reason by Nebuchadnezzar. So they were in his whatever level of inner circle they were in. They were in it. They were with the other magicians and the wise men that were there in Nebuchadnezzar's court. court, They were with them. And in chapter 2, he has a dream. He doesn't tell his trusted advisors his dreams. He just says, tell me what it means. And they go through their whole consternation themselves. And they, they themselves react to the king and say, we, oh, we can't do that. Just tell us what the dream is, and then we'll help you. No, you need to tell us what the dream is. And then when he insists, they say, nobody's ever asked that before. That was their reaction to this scary situation because he says, I'm going to take you all out if you don't tell me what this dream means. So everyone in that court, it seems, the biblical witnesses, was in danger of death. And they were all in an untenable place. They were sort of like hanging off a cliff, barely. They get word to Daniel, his three friends do. I'm not sure where he was, but they get word to Daniel. They go look for him. They find him. Because he's in trouble too. He's going to be in this group as well. And what do these three faithful, strong, capable young men do? 
run to the king and tell him that he's silly for not telling them his dream, telling them, telling him that's impossible? He actually doesn't. Daniel says, nobody can do this but God, but give me a little time. I will go to God and I will pray to him and we'll get an answer. And that's exactly what they do. In verse 18, it says they all get together, Daniel and his, and his three friends, in order that they might request compassion from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so Daniel and his friends might not be destroyed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. I'm not sure how much concern they had for the wise men of Babylon, but they did have, have concern for themselves and one another, and they were part of that group. And you read the story. They went and they prayed, and God gave Daniel the answer. He told him exactly what it was. And then Daniel was able to go to the king and say, see what the Lord did? He knows. He gave you the answer. I'm not sure that it was the answer that the king wanted, but it was the answer. He accepted it. And then Daniel got with his friend and they prayed. And in the prayer, part of the prayer says in worship and thanksgiving, let the name of God be blessed forever and ever for wisdom and power belong to him. And he is the one who changes the times and the epochs. Those are long periods of time. He removes kings and establishes kings. They knew the providence of God. They were in the right place at the right time. Because if somebody else was supposed to be king, guess what? That person would have been. Daniel goes on. He gives a wisdom to wise men and a knowledge to men of understanding. It is he who reveals the profound and hidden things he knows what is, the, what is in the darkness, and the light dwells with him. To thee, O God of my fathers, I give thanks and praise, for thou hast given me wisdom and power. Even now thou hast made known to me what we requested of thee, for thou hast made known to us the king's matter. And that's again in Daniel 2. And he learned again, he experienced once again the wisdom of God, the power of God, the control of God the light of God through his relationship with him and coming to him in prayer. And that's why this particular podcast exists. I know in my own life, my life could be outlined by trials and troubles. And I know the only way, my beloved friends, wherever you are in the world, the only way we can agree with Paul in Romans 5, beginning in verse 1, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him also we have obtained a, we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exalt in the hope of the glory of God. And not only this, but we exalt, but we also exalt in our tribulations, knowing that the tribulation brings about perseverance and perseverance proven character and proven character hope, and hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Let's review just a little bit. We exult in our tribulations, part of the abundant life, because our tribulations bring about perseverance, perseverance we would love to have in our abundant life, proven character we would love to have, hope we would love to have, and the faith that does not get disappointed by those tribulations because the love of God has been poured out on our hearts through the Holy Spirit. The only way we can have that abundant life, that peace that enables us to exult in our tribulations is when we draw close to God in prayer 
in conversation, in communion, in community, however you want to say it, the peace that passes understanding is only attained when we abide in the vine, and that means talking to him. Prayer, the core verse of the podcast, and this is eternal life, that they may know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. That's why this podcast, and brothers and sisters, I know it hurts, and we hurt together, we cry together, and we laugh together. And we have, though, the same refuge, bulwark, shield, the banner over our heads, our shepherd, our comforter. We have the same one Daniel and his friends had, but he's none of those or very little of those things to us in our spiritual and emotional and mental and physical lives if we don't learn to know him, learn how to pray sincerely to him and expect the answer. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not sure these are actually much shorter than before, but we'll see. Our soul what for today, if you are a prayer warrior or a prayer servant, we, you and I, have the privilege to be examples, to pray for others, to talk to them about the compassion of God. He's our king, and to encourage them through our prayers. And if we pray for them, he might call us to encourage them, letting them know that we pray for them. Somebody said once, I pray for people, but I don't tell them about it. And that's, that's terrific. If you have an encouraging heart, though, I think we're called to tell people we pray for them as well. And then even if you don't, and even if you don't draw those connections for them, we can watch prayer warriors. You can watch the people that we pray for change and grow and mature. And that is its own joy and see their confidence in the Lord and see their relationship with the Lord flourish. That's the so what if you already pray. Keep on praying. Keep on praying in faith, knowing that you are not praying in vain. To the struggling, wherever you are, if you have problems or questions, our so what is don't stop. Don't stop praying. Reach out to us. We will do what we can to help. Lead you where you might need to go to see the answers that, that you need or the, the resolutions to your issues. That's one of the things we want to communicate better or more thoroughly through. If you're just starting, then start. Start to pray. Pray. Make it a commitment like we talked about with Ezra 7.10. Make it a commitment. Ask for the power of the Holy Spirit to work in you the art of prayer. If you start and stop and start and stop, never let those sporadic times of prayer make you give up. Luke 18.1. At all times, in every circumstances, they ought to pray and not faint. Alistair Begg talks about his sporadic prayer life. You're not the only one, and don't let that get in your way. Or so what? Wherever you're at, pray, pray, and learn to pray. Thank you, Jesus. I do appreciate your listening. You can see in the description, or if you listen to Richard when he's done with the outro, as we call them here, you'll have places to reach out to us, whoever you are. Tell us your story. Tell us your joys and your great praises. We will share that with everyone. But now you know almost why this podcast exists. We have one more installment in this, and we will do that next time. Now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Brethren, I do thank you for listening. And as I call us to pray for one another, I'm also reminded I'm stealing this a line from modifying it a little bit but stealing it from Samuel Rutherford. The prayers of this exiled one in Christ 
to Christ be upon you. Thank you once again for listening. Thank you for listening to the Free Range Preacher on Prayer podcast. It's a blessing and edification to us that you've done so. We also pray it has been a blessing, uplifting, or a challenge to you. Remember, Fred and I are excited to hear from you. You can drop us a note in the comment section on Spotify. You can also email us at freerangeprayer at gmail.com or visit us at frponprayer.com. Once there, leave an email or a voicemail and get weekly updates on questions and answers and upcoming events and news. Remember also that for all possible voiceover needs, you can contact me, Richard Durrington, at richarddurrington.com. You'll find my email on the top right side of the website. I would love to help you. And as Fred says, there is no soul in AI. So get a real voice. Fred and I wish you all a blessed day.